0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us in this edition of the BRM Brownback um, session. This is episode number 22 with Basil Barron from South Africa. Basil Bas, as we popularly call him, is the founder of Radishweight Consulting, focused on sustainable business and digital transformation. He's been a board member for the globally focused BRM Institute and operations director for linked retail solutions. Thank you so much, Bas, for joining us today in the BRM Brownback. It's an absolute delight to have you here and we hope to see, hear from you about your experience around BRM uh, over the last uh, uh, two decades.
1: Thanks, Suresh. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thanks very much for the invitation. And yes, as you say, um, business relationship management, I know it's a big part of your world and it's been a big part of my world over the last around about 20 years. And my engagement with BRM started not as a BRM or in a BRM role, but working alongside BRMs in a multinational company in South Africa. And uh, first as a technology person. Uh, you know, as an engineer and then as a member of an executive team where we were growing this business relationship management capability in the, the 2000s. Um, and we, we started, we formed a team of business relationship managers. And as an executive, what I realized was I was part of this business relationship management capability and had to deal with. You know, we we had about ten business divisions, and the business relationship management team sat within in the IT division of this organization. And what we started seeing is that as executives, we were interacting like business relationship managers. But what we found was that we were very busy uh, as executives looking strategy of the organization, of the IT organization, working with executives on the other side of the business. And sometimes relationships tended to lose focus. And we found over the years that the business relationship managers played a pivotal role in focusing those relationships. That was, for me, a a real interest working alongside the business relationship managers. I saw brilliant business BRMs over the years. Um, I saw some BRMs who Perhaps uh, you know didn't quite fit into that space, and saw you know what worked and what didn't work. And then a few years ago, I had the privilege of taking over the B- the BRM team in this organization, and also had to recruit uh, business relationship managers, see what type of um, you know industries they came from, what worked well, and and had to build an engagement model between. The IT division and the, um, the, the various business divisions build a, a, a rejuvenated engagement model. So, uh, at that point started engaging with the BRM Institute. And, you know, there was this wealth of information that we dealt with. And, and so, you know, that's been the, the history in, in the corporate space with me. Subsequently, I've, uh, you know, as you said, started, uh, Radish Weed Consulting and I've been working with the BRM Institute in various roles. Um, and you know, have gone into a board role and also worked in a team focused on um, called relationshipism, which is part of the evolved space that we believe BRMs should should go into. So that's some of my history. I can talk a bit more about my interaction with the BRM Institute, uh, working with uh, you know, evolving some of the content there with the with the BRM members of the BRM. But that's that's basically been my history with, with BRM. It's a space that I've been really passionate about over the years. It's been great to see how it's been evolving with this, this global community of you know, thousands of BRMs that are contributing to the energy.
0: Right. Absolutely great. So I wanted to kind of get started off with the evolved BRM around the relationshipism and the relationship-centered organizations. You have been a pivotal, playing a pivotal role in um, augmenting that part so what is generally and what are you seeing as relationship-centered organizations and why is it getting even more important these days um, uh, than before? And because your involvement with a lot of client engagements on digital transformation, how does they all connect together to make it much more comprehensive to deliver business value to, to your end clients or business partners?
1: So, a great question. Thanks, Thanks Suresh. When we, when I started working as a volunteer with the BRM Institute on this paradigm of relationshipism, the, 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 the essence of it was that business was changing. We actually started working on it just before COVID accelerated the visibility of what we we're looking at. But we'd seen that uh, business was changing that the paradigms which we'd seen a hundred years ago, that had still been prevalent in business like Taylorism and Fordism, it's about efficiency and it's about you are working on a wheel and I micromanage you and that's how we create value in a business. We felt that that paradigm was changing. We saw organizations globally were really thriving if they had a, a purpose that was beyond profit and efficiency. So, you know, profit being really critical to a business, but just like the air that we breathe, you know, profit is not the reason you exist. So we saw, we see companies like B corporations, companies like Patagonia who are very purpose oriented, you know, looking at a new type of bottom line in business where it's not just about the profit. You know, if I said my purpose is to breathe, that's just not an inspiring purpose, but we're seeing more and more organizations that are inspired around um, having people that are more intrinsically motivated. So not having people that are, um, you know, machines and being micromanaged, even more autonomy. We've seen this in agile agile teams, you know, having more autonomy and people then being more motivated. And then the productivity soars in organizations. So people, this purpose that's inspiring, planet. You know, we've seen like Patagonia companies again, and many companies which are... Um, that are driving agendas which are environmentally responsible, True. and we're finding that that um, their customer bases, for instance, are really uh, drawn towards those companies because of their environmental approach, uh, and not not about harming um, the the communities that they're in uh, or the the land that they occupy. It's it's about Actually, contributing to the environment. So, so we came up with this what we call this this new triple bottom line of business, which was people, purpose, and planet. Right. So that was the relationshipism paradigm, and we we then used a lot of that information in the new BRM information, the new BRMP, the BRM body of knowledge, because we we saw in COVID that businesses that said, you know what we can't have people working um, remotely because we've got to see them in front of us. And, you know, if we, if they're going to not be on site, we're going to lose productivity. And, it, you know, it's crazy. We can't do that. And, you know, we saw, we saw what happened. The companies that didn't buy into that new philosophy that people can be at their best, even if you're not micromanaging them, those companies struggled. But we've seen this business where... When we focus on people, we give them the right amount of autonomy. The purpose is, um, is a genuine purpose and you are focused on, on really good goals, such as environmental goals that the organization thrives. So I think COVID actually brought that even more to the fore. The other big thing is that all organizations have got relationships. Right. You know, it's, it's relationships have been there since the beginning of time. But the thing about relationships is can we um you know can can we make those relationships work for the business using all of these elements that I spoke about people purpose and planet actually use it to produce results so for instance you and I we've had a relationship for a long time we've built, been building the relationship but ultimately what you need to do is you need to you need to Build that relationship. to you get to some kind of partnership? We're actually doing something together. So this brown bag session is an example of a relationship becoming more partnership oriented to produce value. Right, and that's what we want to see more in business: is um, these inspired ways of working to you know build relationships to become more partnership oriented to be able to produce more value for the organization. And so. Ultimately, what it comes down to is this converged purpose in business. And, you know, we call it inverse purpose. Uh, if if you think of it, you think of um, the IT organization, If if our purpose, you know, a while back was, you know, to focus on the technology and the business had a different purpose. We want to produce, you know, these kind of products for our customers. And the purpose was like maybe a bit divergent. Right. And and what we found is as the purpose converged and became narrower and smaller, the impact widened. So this is almost this this paradox, this law of inverse purpose. The more IT getting closer to business, the more impact. Um so the purpose converging and the impact uh increasing. And and that's what a BRM the BRM role can play, a big role in that space to help with that. Focus of the relationships, the relationships then translating into partnerships to, to produce results. So that's, that's some of the elements in terms of this, this new space. I, I think the space has always been there. Right. It's just that people are recognizing the value that is being created, um, by this relationship
0: focus and this relationship centeredness to produce partnerships to produce results. Absolutely. That's spot on. And in terms of one of the, Challenges every company has been looking at is the cultural shift. So, which we, we can all tell about that we want to be a profitable organization, we want to make that leap ahead in terms of market share and uh, sustainable growth. But really, can BRMs drive the culture change? As from your own experience, Baz, in uh, dealing with a lot of uh, uh, companies, how do you? How does a BRM create the culture change? For an organization to go towards that path, because it's a it's, it's a question of who rings the bell for the cat, right? I mean, everybody wants to make a change, but where do you start with? So, what has been your experience, predominantly on the cultural shift, when someone is stereotyped of this is the way that you have done business so far, so we'll continue on the same space as opposed to talking something very unconventional or revolutionary? How do you how do you play that in in the in the reality?
1: It's, it's such an important question, um, Suresh, and, and it confuses a lot of people, but it's, it's actually quite simple. You know, firstly, there is this capability that everybody's involved in. So as an executive, I was contributing into the business relationship, but I would have my daily job to do, and you know, the business people would have their job to do, and so we didn't really... Focus that much on relationships. It was about the plans and the projects, etc. When the BRM came into it, was th- the focus was actually on the relationship. And so, you know, we were able to have concrete examples where the really strong business relationships managers were sitting with the executive teams on on the IT side, on the business side, identifying what t- type of behaviors were perhaps toxic. You know, it might not have been the executive teams had largely bought into these concepts. And, you know, maybe on the floor, there were members that said, I don't care about this relationship stuff. I just want to get the report done. <laughs> and and then, you know, they don't get involved with anybody on the team, in the business, or on, you know, in the IT side. And you'd end up having to, everybody having to sit, executives have to sit in meetings figuring out how to do this. So the business relationship manager was able to you know do the translation of what the business was looking for, what the IT teams were looking for, and go in there and deal with the 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 relationship challenges in in a way, it's 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 you know I can only describe it as an art. It's identifying in that situation that person, maybe there's a genuine concern, you know, that the, that person has and the business relationship manager would bring that all those tools that we've had, which you know now is part of the BRMP, it's CBRM, et etc. There's more of those tools. But you know, our BRMs had those tool sets and they worked in those situations and they changed that kind of behavior. Uh and and so what we see with the culture, the culture of an organization is is a hard thing to change because culture's built all the interactions of that organization from day one. Right. And so all those relationships have contributed to a culture. But it is possible to shift culture. As executives, we were able to shift culture by giving less airtime to, you know, the types of behaviors you didn't want to see in the organization. And by, you know, by encouraging certain new types of ways of interacting. And what we saw with the business relationship managers is that you know they were able to go in and deal with certain frustrations. Um And encourage certain types of behaviors. So if there was a lack of convergence between IT and business, and I I talk about IT and business because that's the world that I grew grew up in. But obviously, this convergence now we're seeing across the organization where there are multiple areas of the business, and we don't see them as silos. What we started seeing is that the executives of all the, you know, if it's HR or finance or IT, everybody was speaking one language because it was less about my piece of the world. It was about the converged purpose and, and what does the organization want to do? So the business relationship manager typically goes into whichever those areas are and, and works on some of those behaviors and, and says, you know, things like, um, you know, I see you, you're interested in your project. The group needs this, um, you know, can we help maybe get it into a pipeline, you know, uh, what you're thinking around the the con- purpose of the organization and and then you know have that discussion make that person feel heard and in that that um that process that we typically saw that some of the, the the behaviors would change people would become more focused on you know the purpose of the organization on the converged um you know element as opposed to the silos so you know we actually saw that um and, and, and I, I, I don't say just the exec, the, the BRMs. The BRMs are points of focus of the relationship. But, you know, it was the BRMs along with, the, you know, the, the various executives and, and members of the, 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 the parts of the business, the partners in the business that actually managed to shift culture. So I think, you know, I've seen it where BRMs have managed to shift culture and, and uh, in terms of the, 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 you know, the more modern way of doing business where it's more relationship-centered as opposed to transactional and micromanaging, I think the role of the business relationship manager is becoming even more critical.
0: Excellent. So in terms of, I like the word with the evolved BRM that we are talking about, is it's not just about uh, IT anymore, right? We have business partners from finance, HR, and I like this whole thing of getting everybody onboarded in the business relationship management journey. So are you seeing increasingly um, business partners, BRMs in other functions being uh, focused upon so that we bring in the real convergence of all the different parties? So give me an example. Um, The vendor department is focused on getting the best code uh, at the lowest cost. Right. So it doesn't focus on whether the, the person is actually delivering value. The least person gets the gets the deal. At one end, the business wants real value provider, uh, let's say radish, we to go there and present the thing, but they are a little on a higher side from a cost perspective, then they say no, we don't get it. So is that going to change at that level, Bash, as we start focusing on different functions? Because they are holistic goals where very different and about the individual goals. So how is that going to change the dimension if you want to bring in that common unified language and conversation that makes it, everybody starts to think as with one single unified purpose? So yeah,
1: great question, Suresh. And you use the word language. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a good start. The language is evolving. You know, we used to think about the silo of IT and the silo of business. And that's where, you know, business relationship management kind of started there because IT had their agenda and we were going to get this thing and it's a really cool technology and business saying, but, but we don't want this. this. This is actually the functionality we want. But we, we have seen that businesses are moving away from those silos. So, so while IT had been the one that sometimes has been in trouble and where the relationship has needed to be mended because businesses are now evolving and they're saying, it's about, you know, we've got this purpose as a business. We want to contribute something to our local economy or to, you know, our society or, you know, there's, there's a certain, uh, product that we've got that's really making people's lives better. So suddenly that's not just an IT thing. Sure. And that then you, you need to have the finance departments working with. You need to have the HR, all the departments, the language starts changing that. And we started seeing that the silo mentality was falling away. They, 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 they are very difficult to get rid of. And I would say all organizations still have, uh, you know, silos, but they've started to fall away. And the thinking has been what's right for the organization. So now you've got IT and business and we don't call it now, you know, the one side and the other side, they all are partners in this whole uh, purpose of the organization. And, and the BRMs, while they may have started in IT, what what organizations are starting to see is they don't necessarily need to sit there. Uh, it may still be some some companies are still dealing with that uh, technology um you know business dimension and it's still two silos and and the BRMs can sit there. But the BRMs can sit now outside of that anywhere in the organization because it is this more organizationally focused um element, as you say uh, you know, how do we measure value across the business? Uh, you know, and and if there's a process that's being, you know, somebody's being selected on the HR side or on the uh, finance side, you n- look at it holistically, not just what's good for finance or what's good for HR, but there might be, you know, we we did take uh, HR implementations where there were technology elements. So everybody needed to work together. And that is where a lot of the times you've got, project managers, um, you know, and you've got business analysts that go in there, but when the relationship issues happen and they, they can be big, uh, the, 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 the relationship manager is then your single point of focus of that relationship. So, so yeah, I, I, I think very much a, a, a game changer in terms of creating value across the organization and it's, you know, practically it is happening in organizations that are embracing this this idea of relationship-centered organization.
0: Finally, one question is what's the future for BRMs? As we start to evolve in the post-pandemic and as we have a lot of hats to don of multitasking and, and areas to focus, where do you think the BRM should focus to finally take them and their respective organizations to the feet that they want to accomplish, right? And it's going to be a tall order in all the game with the whole so much things happening around this, but Based on your experience, where do you think the BRM should focus their efforts, their ideologies and principles to get that uh, substantial value for the organization, for their partners, for their stakeholders, and for the entire ecosystem at large?
1: You, know, you mentioned it in that last statement, Suresh. It's, it's that entire ecosystem that the BRMs are playing a role in because the relationship is it's not just about producing value for that organization if the organizations are producing value for society you know through this new triple bottom line and the brms are involved in that space then brms are actually contributing to uh you know ecosystems globally the global community can have an impact on the way that business is run this new triple bottom line uh it it's, it's it's, you know, it's been driven by the BRM Institute, but it's, those concepts are, you know, universal. It's about humanity. And and I think BRMs can can play a big role in that space. So, you know, where we've moved from is this role, this idea of the BRM where it's just a single point of contact between, you know, this manager and that manager and just sort my relationship things out is to the single point of focus of this relationship-centered organization, translating those relationships partnerships, adding value, creating results for these organizations that are purpose driven, ultimately impacting, you know, the, the bigger ecosystem and in, impacting humanity. That's a very big goal. And I think one can get carried away with, you know, the kumbaya. I think, you know, for, for, for BRMs, for, for those of us in the space, it is about the the results in the organization and helping that organization uh, to sustain itself and to grow and to to grow in the right direction, but there is that bigger goal that that we have.
0: Excellent point. So you did talk about a very interesting part of the relationship centered organization: how to evolve culture, build that strategic partnerships, and drive value. And I think what I love about this whole conversation is you switch the whole story in terms of how they all work together in finally delivering some outstanding results for an organization. So it's always a pleasure, Bass, to talk to you and get inspired. And I hope our viewers who have seen this episode of the BRM Brownback would have some goosebumps in saying that we have a larger role to play rather than just calling ourselves as BRM. So thank you so much for inspiring us today and the rest of the world as we build a single global BRM community that we have a far more opportunity to shape and influence things and make this a much better world to live in uh, going into the future. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Suresh. Thanks for having me and thanks to all you do for the community.
0: Thank you, everyone.